coordinate. Uh -huh. Most people don't coordinate. So you got to coordinate. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, as a man, can admit when I have lost, when I am wrong, and when it's time to pay up. And I owe you, Cody, and you That's listeners, all, right. all of you, Wyatt. He's not here anymore this week. But I mean, it's mainly me. You, it's, it's just me. I owe you guys the I owe you guys the shot from from our trivia game. I, I guess kind of trivia. Naming the top twenty passing yard leaders NFL last week. We weren't even close. I was garbage, and I'm Ooh. not a. I'm not a. Not a I'm not good at questions or pressure. So I owe a shot. So I got this E&J sitting in my hand. And, uh, hey, this is Suds and Buds. What, what would it be if I wasn't drinking, right? Cheers. Good. Good. Oh, it's got me irking and jerking. Oh, boy. All right, let's see. NFL Vikings. That is the official jump in, folks. Hey, we're here. We're going to get it cracking, baby. This is Suds and Buds. We're happy to be back. We're happy to be smoking and drinking. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be drinking beer. Not not that E&J shot, but it felt good. Episode six. I'm, I I think I'm going to do – I've done it every episode so far. I, I say the episode at the beginning. And it's kind of like, you know, makes sense now because we're so early in. But I want to keep it going to where, like, you know, three years from now, I can be like, episode 477. I was, I was going to say, I really hope that, like, 20 years from now <laughs> – when we're just the, the early onset Alzheimer's has already kicked in. Oh, definitely. And and we're just episode five hundred and seventy-two. <laughs> we're talking about the Broncos again. Still got ten viewers and all, man. Just what else <laughs> is new? <laughs> the Broncos still suck. Still the got Bron Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is somehow still playing twenty years later. <laughs> He's gonna switch from playing quarterback into an ownership role or something, oh. and just be stuck in Denver for the rest of my life. There's gonna be a new uh, a new switch in the NFL where every team has to have a hype coach. And as soon as Russell retires from quarterback, he's got that job, baby. Your entire social media platform is just going to be about let's ride. It would be like he I, he couldn't be a hype coach because, like, he doesn't know how to not make it about him. You know, <laughs> like, he's only going to end up hyping himself up and everybody else is going to be like, what? What's, what's going on here? Everybody else was on the bullet train to our, to our, to our game. And, uh, you know, they were all sleeping. But me, you know, I was, I was in my walker and I was just walking up and down the aisles. Yeah, but all right. Well, listen. Well, first off, before we even get into anything football, we want to introduce our producer, who we've uh, shouted out a million times on the podcast so far, is officially on the mic with us today. Got so, Morgan, own mic. I'm excited about this. Hello. <laughs> That's Morgan, everybody. <laughs> clap it up! Clap Big it up. round of applause for my baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank she'll thank be. She'll be here to mainly, you know, when we make a absurd statement that's not factual at all should be there to stop us and be like yeah absolutely actually that's not right she so. has the most important job of making sure we don't look like complete assholes just kind of like assholes fact checking <laughs> fact checking and yeah keeping our heads on straight even though we're we're some pretty wild guys Ask, asking somebody to make us not look like assholes is that might be like top five hardest jobs in the world because that's i mean you're the biggest asshole i know so you're the biggest asshole i know <laughs> that's why together, we started a podcast and, and together we're the shit so all right so listen back on the subject of the nfl before we get on what my week. my shitty ass broncos and your you know eagles scraping on um 
you know, my my take on the Vikings being dangerous just keeps... Yeah, remind people what you said a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Remind them what you said. Listen, I said based on their record, and still based on their record, they have the opportunity to be a threat at come the end of the year, come playoff times. Um, Yeah, buddy, that... Wow. What, what was it? 30-3 to three ended up being the final score against the Cowboys this week. It was absolutely... I mean, Kirk Cousins couldn't have looked worse. It was just... Uh, yeah, I just... It showed and reiterated what the Vikings are when it's primetime football time and when they're on the actual um, – when it's time for them to actually show up, and you know, show up or shut up, and, and they always shut up. They never. That's what I mean. <laughs> never, man. And that's what I mean, dude. Everyone's talking about, well, I mean, Kirk Cousins can play when it's not primetime. Do you understand that when the playoffs come that every single game is primetime? Every single one. <laughs> every, every single one of them is. And this shit wasn't even primetime on Sunday, man. It was an afternoon game. God, did it make the Cowboys look like they're fucking gods out there? You know how aggravating that was? You know what? Shouts out to my boy Derek, man. My boy Derek Gaden. Boy, I don't know if you're listening to this anymore, man. I know you listen to the first iPod. Hope you're still listening. I love you, dog. I really, really love you, bro. God, your Vikings piss me off so much. Your Vikings run me through the fucking roof, bro. And, yeah, fuck Kirk Cousins, dude. And fuck Dak, who's still the black Kirk Cousins. He just looked good because he got CeeDee Lamb and... Yeah, the rest of the, the Vikings just suck. I was, is it like, because I don't want to shit on Vikings fans here. Like, I think if it wasn't for Kirk Cousins, yeah, I could be all in on the Vikings. Like the the skull, the, the Can you imagine that, that team fan base. It like it's a fun, like it would be a fun team to watch win a Super Bowl. But there's just something about Kirk Cousins. It's like, God, I can't fucking like this guy, dude. Imagine if Justin Jefferson had like a a Justin Herbert throwing to him, bro. Or, uh, shit, dude, imagine if they had Justin Fields on the goddamn Vikings, dude. Justin Fields has been balling out, and he, yeah. If, so. if that kid can get some talent around him, oh, my God. Just, just any, most any other quarterback that's doing at least decent in the league right now, uh, dude, if you put them on the Vikings, that then that team, hell, yeah, they're dangerous. Now, I know we say that. We, we do. But then we're going to get in just like we did last year and every other year with Kirk Cousins. You you want to talk shit about him all season, and then you get to the end of the year, and it, and his stats come out, and it's like, fuck, that guy actually kind of had a really good year, but every time he had an opportunity to shine, he literally like shit himself, like uh, diarrhea, shit himself, like yeah, it's bad. You, you know, you know who's you know who's shining that, that nobody expected to shine. Go ahead. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not not Jalen Hurts. I know oh, you no, thought no, I was no, gonna no, say no, Jalen. I, I was like, go ahead, let's hear it. It's Geno, baby. Geno Smith. Oh my God. I'm still riding the Geno train, baby. I love the Seahawks, man. Just because Geno Smith. I'm like, I'm so far on the Seahawks. If the Seahawks make it to the playoffs, like I'm gonna be rooting for them over your Eagles to make it to the Super Bowl, just because one out of spite of Russell Wilson. Like I want to see his old team and everybody that. I I feel you. Like, that, that, I want to see them succeed and him fail. That, that would make, feel, that would feel good for me personally. That makes sense. Um, and two, it's just yeah, what a fun team that is, man. What a fun yeah, when I they mean, get in the playoffs and they and they have the talent to be dangerous in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though there's some the Eagles and the Eagles really look dangerous in the NFC. Yeah. Um they're you know, so they, they, they could they could possibly make a run, man. You can't really blame somebody for wanting to root for Geno Smith, dude, and the Seahawks. You you can't blame them. and I, I mean Unless you're an Eagles fan, I can't blame you for wanting them to through for them to playoff. They're a team you want to see go 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 big or go home. And uh, speaking of going big and going home, uh, since Tom Brady ain't got no wife to go home to anymore, <laughs> this motherfucker might go big now. 
I mean, he, it's... The motherfucker actually went 2-0 finally after they started looking like old Tom Brady after the divorce. Everyone's starting to clown him. He started winning games, dude, and now... Is there a pop? Is there a possibility that Tom Brady's going to start like balling again and make these Bucks a, a threat, just like they were a couple years back? And and absolutely, I think a hundred percent. I think if there was a bet the jar, I could bet that on. I would bet the jar on that because mainly the NFC is so weak right now, and his yeah, the, his division specifically is very weak. Like as bad as the Buccaneers have been playing. I'm just going to say it now. They're going to win their division, and they're going to get a home mm. playoff game. And yeah, Who else in that division is going to take it, dude? I don't I don't care how old he is. I don't care where he is. I don't. I, you don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see that shit, man. Yeah, and I, I think it would be poetic if we ended up having to play him again in the playoffs. Because last year, of course, with a young Jalen, baby Jalen, how the, you know, they, they dogged us, dude. Of course they dogged us. That was Todd Bowles, that defensive coordinator, running against basically a rookie quarterback. You know, that was Jalen's, like, what, like his fifth game or something like that last year in the playoffs when we played him. So, I mean, it'll be a total – if we did have to play him again this time, I'll tell you right now, I won't guarantee a win, obviously, but it will be a totally different story. They won't manhandle us like they did before. We actually got a team now that, you know, has got some exper- a little bit of experience under its belt together, like at least almost a whole season. Come playoff time, a whole season under their belt together. Nick Sirianni's third year now coming into it, second or third year. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be forced to reckon with. We did, I mean, fuck, I mean, kind of kind of jump ahead here. We we scraped by, man. I know you, you guys saw us with that Colts game, and nobody was more livid than I was. I mean, and Morgan was sitting next to me the whole time. Nobody knew how aggravated I was other than the people there. But it was hard to watch. But I like what Ryan Clark said, actually, on it. I think he said it on Get Up. He had pointed out that every year the team that wins the Super Bowl – I mean, they're a football team that is is going to go up against all of it, every situation. We're a good team. They had to play a bad team that we almost lost to that team. You know what I mean? And that's always happened. It's football. Like I said, any given Sunday, that's that quote, you know, it's always going around. But it's the essence of football, dude. And when it comes down to that, we still survived and won every time. And, I mean, anybody who knows me, if you're in my group chat, you know I've been – I'm such a pessimist, dude. While we're getting our asses kicked, I'm talking shit about my own team. I'm like, God, we look like trash out here. But once, you know, I, I'm an emotional guy. Once I calm down and I can think a little bit and let it process, I still think we're good, man. We're we're, we're gonna we're still one of the most solid teams in the league right now, and we're 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 one of the biggest threats, if not the biggest threat, I'll say. Fly Eagles, fly. You go where you can get it in, get it in, support your man there. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, in terms of the most dangerous, like obviously the Bills and the Chiefs and the AFC, I would Absolutely. argue, I, you know, would probably be a, a more dangerous offensive juggernaut per se, but. Oh, definitely Patrick Mahomes is more threatening than our yeah. offense alone, dude, for sure. But there's nobody in the NFC that's even, I think, close to you guys. And, like, to, to, to break down the law or the win that you guys had on Sunday, it was a close win against the team that, you know, at the end of the season is probably not going to be a very good team. Mm-hmm. The The Colts are absolutely going to be the most dangerous bad team for the rest of the year. Like, they are fighting. Jeff Saturday is fighting to prove that he deserves to be there. Those guys are fighting for him. The Colts, even though they're not going to be a good team to finish the year, you watch, they're going to be the team that covers the spread almost every week against these teams. They might not win. But they're going to be in a dogfight every goddamn week because Jeff Saturday is going to put them in that position. Those guys want it yeah. for them. 
And let's not forget, before Jeff Saturday was even there, and it was still Frank Reich's old ass, the Colts had the Chiefs running for their money, dude. They almost beat the Chiefs. Or they, they did beat, beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs. What am I? Yeah, but well, they the did Chiefs. beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So, yeah, before anybody wants to go, you know, running their mouth a little too crazy on us, barely beating them, let's not forget they did take out Patrick Mahomes, who, like I said, is still the biggest threat to this entire league. Even more so than Josh Allen, dude. Oh, I, way more. Way more so. I, I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes is a household name almost now at this point. I mean, pretty much, if you're a football fan, he definitely is. Even still, I would say he's almost underrated, dude. People still kind of doubt this guy, and I don't. I know that he can go out there and he can be down by fucking 30. If he's got a quarter, oh, boy, there's a good chance he'll come and fucking beat you. It's it's not that he's, like, underrated. It's that, like, it's like what he does is almost not appreciated anymore because, exactly. because he goes out and does it on a regular basis. Exactly. He's underappreciated for sure. Almost like, in a way, if I can compare it, like how LeBron is, and if you know, you know, I always talk about my shit about LeBron just because it's fun too, because you can. But you still can't. As much jokes as I want to make, you can never take away what LeBron is, who he is, and what he'll always be for basketball. He's always going to be in that tier with Michael Jordan and with Kobe, um, if you ask me. So you know, you got to give it to him. You, you can always say what you want about him, but th- these are the guys that they're almost underappreciated because you'll see them do that shit every time they're on the field or on the court. Yeah. They're those special, special type of athletes. Absolutely. And and Josh Allen's working his way up there, and, and there's other quarterbacks in the league that are working their way up there. And, you know, even guys like Brady and Rodgers who have established themselves in the league and yeah. have been there for longer than Mahomes have, you, you can kind of say that, yeah, they have the great system behind them or things have fell their way certain times when, when it's got – like Mahomes – it just it doesn't make sense that he's so good at what like like yeah there it doesn't he makes it look easy against the absolute best in the world and and at any given time if he's struggling it doesn't matter he can absolutely just come out one drive and light you on fire yeah dude and i would say just just physically what we've seen him been able to do along with the fact that i mean yeah of course he has a great system because andy reed's his fucking coach you guys i mean if you know football andy reed was the coach for the eagles my whole life until the chip kelly disaster happened and we had to let uh, and Andy Reid left us but yeah Andy Reid was the Philadelphia Eagles coach for a long time he's always been successful you know just as a coach himself I don't want to sound biased because with the Eagles but he was always getting our team to the play not always but we had a lot of playoff runs as I was coming up we were Donovan McNabb and you know all those years dude we were contenders every time. You can act like we were scrubs, but we weren't, dude. We were always contenders, and it was only because of Andy Reid. So I'm still a diehard Andy Reid fan, even if he's wearing Chiefs gear now, dude. I'll always love that man, and he's definitely representative of, like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is in that outstanding system. Like, of course, he's going to be set up to win, but I would say you can send his ass anywhere, dude. He's going to be a winner because we know what he can do. On that, though, what about, like, do you, what do you think about Kelsey? Do you think he adds to him? Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Oh, of oh, course he does. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, Travis Kelsey. That's Kel- what I'm saying. Is it him doing it on a regular basis? Or is it him doing half the work and Travis Kelsey going out there and doing the work? Because low-key, that man impresses me way more than Patrick Mahomes. That is a very good point. I will say, though, we've seen the answer to it just because of Tyreek left for, you know, uh, at the offseason. And now he's been in Miami. He's still been eating. 
But Patrick Mahomes has still been making outstanding plays and is still an MVP candidate without Tyreek. And if I may, about the Dolphins, right? That's who you're talking about? Yeah, because that's where Tyreek went. They are 7-3 went. and three right now. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're leading. So, I, and I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. But I, but I, that still doesn't take away from Mahomes, though. I mean, it shows that he can still win with some of his best talent being taken away. Yeah, he still has Kelsey, but you can't replace a Tyreek Hill at all. And with with having to make do without him, they're still winning games. He's still balling out. He can still make these outrageous plays. And, yeah, I mean, Kelsey definitely is helping him look good for sure. I think by the end of his career, Travis Kelsey has outstanding potential to be the best tight end to play the game. I think he already is. You could argue. Oh, you could argue. You is. could absolutely sure. argue that he already is. But when it's all said and done, I guarantee. I mean, oh. it's on, you could, he's going to be the best, dude. And I just want to add perspective to the – Mahomes thing because it's like is he as good as you guys are hyping him up to be or is it that he has some really good guys on the field because that man is impressive. Nah, I, 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 I'm willing to I'm willing to bet my own jar that fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> could do it anywhere, dude. I, was, I think he's that guy. I got to give it to him. He's that guy. I was gonna say now I don't want to with the last little you know statement I made. I don't want to undervalue what right, Andy right, Reid right. is because Andy Reid is the probably like you know oh, yeah. top, top three yeah, NFL you, coach in the NFL like yeah. it's just, period. He's the top three top three coach. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and Travis Kelsey is in my eyes already the greatest tight end of all time. Having Tyreek Hill who is I mean the fastest one of the craziest athletes to ever touch yeah, the football yeah, field. Yeah just crazy athlete. I don't give a shit what talent you have and who you are. There's no quarterback with like given your talent or whatever the system you come in. He threw for five thousand yards and fifty touchdown passes in his first year starting. And there is four quarter what four or five quarterbacks in NFL history that have done that. He did it his first year, first first year. year. I don't care what talent. I don't care who you have around you. That's special. That is yeah. different. That's you know not fraudulent. Mean? No, you can't. You can't. Fraud- you can't fake that. And then, and then to turn around, and then okay, so he did that his first year. Then his second year, he turns around and he wins him a Super Bowl. This man is what has he been in the? This is is this his fourth year in the league now, or is his fifth year in the league? I want to say it's his fifth year. Uh, has arguably, arguably the most popular player. Has he ever not been in the AFC Championship game? No, I mean uh, no. <laughs> no. Every year, the Chiefs have been <laughs> since it since he's he since he's coming. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, because um, he didn't start his first year. Well, yeah, yeah, since he started as but, an NFL But that's what I mean, since, since he's been a starter. So, yeah, that's why yeah. I want to say it's his fifth year because I think the last four years, the Chiefs have been in every single AFC championship. So, yeah, he's got to be his fifth year. And two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. So, yeah. So you can't, like uh, – so and, there, and there's been plenty of teams with a lot of talent around the quarterback, and they can't do that shit. So, yes, like I, I 100% want to say the system and Travis Kelsey and having Tyreek Kill to start – Absolutely, like uh, he he was giving uh, he was given you know a, a golden opportunity coming into the league, being able to get drafted by the Chiefs. But given that, either way, his talent was absolutely special, and um, and yeah, and but you you never know because we've seen guys with uh, let Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be one of the top projected draft picks since like an Andrew Luck. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is I can argue is kind of being ruined right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, he he's he's showing he's got something. I mean, if 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 he can get some goddamn help, you know, same kind of similar to Justin Fields, if they can keep helping him out, you know, he's he's been getting better. He's still showing his flaws absolutely, but you know, I think he's I think he'll definitely be a capable quarterback, have a capable career if if they can keep supporting him up, you know what I mean? But I definitely see your point. You're absolutely correct in your point. So sure. yeah. So like, you know, foreshadowing into what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but like if so, if you're coming into the league, you know, mm-hmm. if if you're going to get 
if you're a quarterback in college right now, going to get drafted. Yeah. Do you want to be the first or second quarterback, like, available, uh, like able to be drafted and and considered a top five pick? Because ch- like this year, chances are like what uh, Alabama's quarterback Bryce Young, he's probably going to be number one. Yeah. But he's going to Houston. Y- yeah. You know what I mean? Like, good yeah. luck, dude. I don't care how much talent you have like that. And, and it's not even like you've seen Deshaun Watson succeed there and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that organization is literal turmoil. Like, like yeah. And and that's a big, all the example you need right there, because, you know, all, all that all that extra shit aside with Deshaun, uh, that's another talent that you can't recreate. Dude, Deshaun Watson's one of the dude what that guy can do with the football is absurd at quarterback. He is another one who's ridiculously talented that you can't represent. You can't replicate that. It's just that, yeah, you know, he was fucking playing at Houston. So, you know, they're not winning shit in Houston. By the way, bringing up Deshaun Watson and and feeling awkward, still feeling awkward about talking about him. I could go for a massage. the guy is playing football in two weeks. Yeah, he's about to come back, <laughs> he is dude. going to be back on the NFL field yeah. playing football in two weeks, and it'll be too late for any like postseason shit. But I mean, it, I mean, next year though, it's, next year, it's just gonna feel it's gonna be so weird because like it's not it's still so fresh and like it's yeah, like it or not, he's gonna be playing next year, dude. And it, I mean, he's gonna make the Browns contenders. Like I said, oh absolutely, the football when it comes down to playing the sport, it doesn't matter what that other shit he's done. He's going to go out there and ball. And, yeah, dude, uh, we're going to have to see what those Browns do. So before I uh, let's move on and talk about, which I don't even want to, talk about Russell Wilson and the Broncos, you want to you wanna, <laughs> you wanna talk anything else about your Eagles before we move on? Uh, no, nah, man, I think I basically covered everything when I, when I, when I said it. I don't want to get any um, – I'll start getting too personal if I keep going in about it. You know, I yeah, love yeah. – I, I, I'm, I'm a passionate guy, you know what I mean? So I said everything I need to say. Go I mean, Birds. You could go about the Eagles all fucking day. You can make. Yeah, <laughs> oh god, not the whole song, not the whole. Okay, <laughs> cutting that one off. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So yeah, you can't hide our height, but yeah, go ahead. So yeah, uh, well, Wyatt was on last week, and we talked about it a little bit. The Broncos mm-hmm. played the Raiders, and as it has been since the Raiders have been in Las Vegas, they've um, beaten the Broncos yet again. This time in overtime. Um, we were actually watching the game together. Yeah. We're working on editing the podcast and. Buddy, it was just a bad watch, and mm. it, like both teams were bad, and I kind of knew we were gonna, and I kind of hope we lost. Like, is that bad? <laughs> like, the Raiders are my least favorite, other than maybe the Cowboys. The Raiders are my least favorite team in the NFL, and like yeah. I was like, I, I hope we lose. Like, I want us to continue losing, not because of draft picks, because we don't have draft picks anymore. Um, I just like I want us to. We have to blow it up, and the earlier, the the sooner we blow it up, the sooner a franchise can move on. You can have your rebirth. So yeah, you I, want you just want the rebirth already. So I'm hoping for an absolute meltdown from like the, like not a single good thing to happen until we blow it up. That way, it just we could just get it over with. Like rip the bandaid off now. Yeah, you know I, I mean, I will say like I don't know if I had to kind of put my shoe myself in the shoes of like your owners, right? And like just like and it's new owners. The team was just recently sold. But like the history that the Broncos have with everything, you like you gotta kind of consider like when are these people gonna really be have the balls to make the big big change? Would they push it with what we have right now with Hackett with Russ going on? Because that defense is still solid, would they push it to let's run it another year? You know what I mean? After don't make any changes, go back next year and let let's let's run it how it is and see if we can get the offense. Because if you guys can get your offense going. You guys are a playoff team. 
You, oh, absolutely. And, and you, Our defense. Like, even even in your division, you can you and the Chiefs could sneak in there. You know what I mean? Let's let's not like as much shit as I've talked about the Broncos and as bad as I've talked about them. The reason these guys' games are so boring to watch and it sucks watching the Broncos every week is because our defense is fucking incredible. Like it does not matter who we play, it's gonna be a game because those guys do not let people score. So we have, yeah, we are literally just our offense clicking away from being a threat in the AFC. So that, that's what I mean. Like you think about it, like we could, we don't have the draft picks to work with. We don't have really, you know, it's gonna be incredibly difficult to make any trades without gutting yourself further. Might have to just ride this bitch out, dude, and go another year and hope to God that Hackett and I mean you can make some and some some smaller changes like give Hackett a whole new staff or something, get him somebody who'll be able to get in his ear that's smarter than him and be like, all right, motherfucker, we're gonna do it this way. Whatever you got to do, you know what I mean, and then kind of just ride it out, like I said, and maybe hopefully it gets better. So I have a uh, a theory here, uh-huh. and this is how I think the Broncos are gonna turn it around. Oh, talk to me. Things have to continue on the pace they are for this year. So Russell Wilson has to continue to suck. The Broncos have to continue to suck. We have to have no hope going into the end of the year uh-huh. because that is, I think, the one and only way that Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett, nice guy, and I think he has the potential to possibly be an NFL head coach. Yeah, I don't know, but w- the situation he's given right now, that's not it. You know, I found an interesting stat. I've told you about it before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the pod, though, while we're on. Um, Nathaniel Hackett's daddy was a head coach too back in the day. He was head coach really? at USC. Okay. And they were garbage when okay. his dad was. <laughs> that makes sense. Keyshawn Johnson talks about because you know Keyshawn played at, U- at SC before he went to the league. And, um, you know, he's, he, he's one of the greatest receivers to, to play arguably. So he's got his football knowledge. And yeah, he, he, he's, a, he's obviously an SC fan now to this day because he played there. And uh, yeah, he. Um, yeah, he, he he talks about it a little bit. Yeah, the guy wasn't a great head coach. Did, didn't win too many games while he was there. So you know, maybe it runs in the family, dog. I don't know. Some of those things just kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So you know, okay. So back back to the theory. So Nathaniel yeah. Hackett needs to be fired at the end of the year. Right. We can't get rid of Russell Wilson because that contract. We we've we we're stuck with Russell Wilson with that mm-hmm. contract. Um. There's only one head coach on my mind that could come in and absolutely turn it around in one season and make a Super Bowl contenders, and he's wide open because guess what? Where he was supposed to go, the Miami Dolphins next year is locked up because my boy, uh, is it Mike McDaniel? Or, yeah. Yeah, Mike McDaniel is absolutely killing it over there, and that is Sean Payton. Oh, my God, dude. If you guys got Sean, Sean Payton. I was hoping is... you were going to say something absolutely stupid and like like Rex Ryan or something like <laughs> oh that. Oh, my God. Which, which, no. I mean, that might work. But no, <laughs> you no, never like, know. No, but, dude, oh, Sean Payton? Holy fuck. It was all like the whole what Miami got their draft picks taken away for and stuff was the, was a collusion. Like, Tom, yeah. Tom was supposed to go to Miami and... And Sean Payton was supposed to, you know, get out of New Orleans and go to Miami to coach. Like, it yeah. was all basically worked out. So, Sean Payton is not done coaching. He got out of New Orleans with the plans to go to Miami. Absolutely. Now, it's not going to work out that way because Miami's, like, basically, like, had to cancel that system. And their new system is absolutely still working out. So, Miami's doing fine. So, uh-huh. they don't need Sean Payton now. But if Sean Payton still wants to get into the coaching wheel and you look at the best available options when it comes to – uh like the head coaching job next year, yeah. um, Denver might be the best option. And if Sean Payton wants to come, I promise you they're going to welcome him with open arms. Anybody would take Sean Payton. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you fucking, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take Sean Payton. But I would say the only thing that would, like, get in the way of that is the fact that Sean Payton's looking to coach somewhere. And 
Lamar Jackson could potentially be looking for a new place to go next year. If the Ravens don't want to pay this guy, he could potentially go somewhere else. The Ravens would that would be the stupidest thing they've ever done to not just pay this man whatever he wants. You never do like, in this in this league, you never know. You would think it's a fucking gimme like give the pay the fucking guy. You see what he can do. You see what he's done. I think he has as much as people want to argue against it. He has a potential to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think if he plays oh, at his absolutely. best, if he plays at his best and doesn't fuck around, he can do it. So I mean, if they don't pay him and he wants to go find somewhere else to go, Sean Payton's alluded to it. He's kind of like tweeted about it. They've been talking about it. Like there's been little rumors and you know whispers around there about it. But I mean, a Sean Payton coach team with Lamar Jackson at QB, dude. Sean Payton was able to make Drew Brees what he was with his mobility and his arm. Imagine what he's gonna do to that kid, Lamar Jackson. And oh my, oh I just I shudder to think about it, and just excitement, dude, and and kind of fear if we have to play him, that would be incredible. And that's what Lamar needs, really, to like I think to go. And with Harbaugh, I think he if, if he stays with Harbaugh, he absolutely still has a chance to win a Super Bowl. Oh, for but sure. But also getting Sean Payton, you need a coach that is willing to adapt to a, a you know a unique system to fit Lamar. And if you have that, then Lamar is absolutely gonna flourish in the NFL. So yeah. like that would be the next best option is is for him to uh to go with Sean Payton somewhere and that would be scary. And possibly I know we didn't we haven't talked about him yet. Um I don't know if you saw what Oh, excuse me there. I don't uh, know if it's you, my goodness. You. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what Zach Wilson had to say on their loss to the Patriots on Sunday, but Lamar Jackson could possibly be a New York Jet. That would be a crazy scenario, dude. That with, with that Jets defense, yeah, yeah. That would, I mean, you would just. I mean, you. Some most teams would just walk on the field and. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I don't. You're just but, done. But I don't think the Jets would get rid of Sala because uh, Robert Sala has done a fantastic job coaching there. But did you did you see what what Zach Wilson did on Sunday? What he said. Yeah, dude, how he just like completely nope. acted like not my fault. Yeah, he, <laughs> nope. he just completely avoided accountability. Like, oh yeah, you know, I was the I was the fucking quarterback, but no, oh, yeah, none of that's on me. For yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the Jets played the Patriots on Sunday. Oh. The final score of the game was ten to three, the Patriots. And and let me just, it was three to three the entire <laughs> game. What was it? Ten seconds left yeah, in the fourth on a punt return. It was yeah. It Patriots were, take it back. There was five seconds left on the clock. Yeah, dude. When the Patriots scored. Dude, it was absurd. Off a punt return, not an offensive play, a punt return. And then after after the game was over with, Zach Wilson was in giving an interview, and a reporter asked him if he felt like um, any of this was on the offense or if it was any of it was his fault because the off or the defense held the Patriots to basically three points other than that punt return. You know what I mean? And Zach Wilson, like just blatantly into the mic. So it was, Nope, no. Like, yeah. and, and just said that. And the like Jets players are fucking pissed about it, dude. Like, and I, they should be. I, oh, dude, that's a little young prick. Some people are underplaying it and like, Oh, Jets players are a little un unhappy about it. Like, nah, if you're, if you're like liking shit on Twitter, that's bashing Zach Wilson and stuff like, and do it like, no, you're fucking and with, like you said, with every right, they are pissed about this. Yeah. Like Zach Wilson fucked up big time doing what he did. And I mean, he obviously was still shook from what, I mean, the, you know what they say, Bill Belichick, he eats these young quarterbacks, for breakfast, dude, he'll eat his, he, he'll, because he calls the defense for the Patriots, and most young quarterbacks, he, he just tears them up, and that's what he did to Zach Wilson, dude, I mean, that, that kid just didn't do shit that day, and to not even, 
dude, even even when you didn't do anything wrong, as an NFL quarterback, you're the leader, bro. You're still supposed to eat that shit. That's that comes with the job. That just comes with the job. You're you're the guy. You gotta be the guy in good and bad. Even you know what I mean like. Uh, this pl- I'm sure there's plenty of examples I can give you. I'm sure there was a lot of times Peyton Manning didn't do anything wrong in a loss, and I bet you he still went up to a mic and was like, yeah, you know, I need to be able to, to do these things better. You know, we got to be able to do this. You know, the, it's, the, it's the specific types of words that you use, and it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's, I mean, shit, kind of actually with the way these reporters ask their questions, it's, it's both. It's what you say and it's how you say it. You really got to, like, you know, Watch your mince and watch your words when you when you get when you deliver them in an interview. It's and absolutely and um I totally lost my train of thought here. Was Zach Wilson? Yeah, was there you go? Was Zach Wilson? I know what we're talking about here, but for um yeah, you just don't you can't come up and just say no. And I don't like I don't care if you feel that it's your fault or if you if if there was other factors and it wasn't necessarily your fault. Mm-hmm. It is literally cute like it's quarterback 101. If you go out and your offense scores 3 points, you have to take some form of accountability. Yeah. You absolutely have to not only for the fans, for your teammates, for the coaching staff, for everybody. As a quarterback, you go out there. Josh Allen last week, he literally or was it last week or 2 weeks ago whenever they went out and threw up a stinker mm-hmm. he literally said it's hard to win when your quarterback plays like shit and talking about himself yeah. like like you have to take accountability yeah and and if you do that then mess ups are acceptable you know what i mean if you can if you can take accountability and then turn around and play good football and make up for your mistakes then mistakes are acceptable and if you continue to make them in the future as long as they're not often they're acceptable because it shows you got that tough skin and that actual real potential to we're going to be better. Like, you know what I mean? He, that guy can take that and he can move on with that. You know what I mean? We can actually go and we're going to get better. We're going to keep balling. And that's that's what you want to see. Um, you know, and hopefully a lot of teams are going to be looking. What you got to do is look to the future. It, you know, maybe it's a little too soon to say that for Zach Wilson or not, but as the GM, it's never too soon to start looking to the future. And you got to be prepared for that. And if anybody is prepared or knows how to get you prepared, it's Cody Watts with that college football knowledge. Because that's where these guys are coming from, baby. All these stars you see in the NFL, if you don't watch college ball, those motherfuckers were balling out in college before they got there. Uh, so let us know, Cody. Let, t- talk to us, man. If, 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 you had to, if you had to give us a list right now of, of the college players that are, are going to be something. You know what I mean? When I, when I say something, I mean something. Talk to us, man. Who, who who would it be right now coming out of this draft class? That's right. You know, I mean, for those of you who just who just mainly watch the NFL, Cool Whip Cody's here to help you out. We're That's we're right. getting into uh, getting into the holiday season. The NFL or the college football season is almost over. We got, I believe, it's one or two more weeks, and then the uh, conference championships, and then bowl season. Uh, so for those of you who don't watch college football a whole lot or haven't throughout the season. During the holidays, you know, these bowl games being on, I'm just going to give you some names of some players that just keep an eye on because they are going to be playing in the NFL next year and probably making an impact. Um, I tried to not do, you know, obviously I tried to do guys that are going to be, you know, first-round draft picks, but I tried to not do the basics. So, like, a C.J. Bra- C- C. Stroud yeah. from, o- uh, from Ohio State and Bryce Young from Alabama. For those of you who don't know, those are probably going to be the top two quarterbacks off the board. The those, obvious picks. Those are the obvious yeah. picks. Those guys are kind of have potential to be generational talents. So um, 
I didn't add either of those two to the list, but I just wanted to make a st- you know uh, you know shout them out. They're they're probably going to be the top two taken. They're so, given, yeah. So they're they're kind of a given. So first on my list, and we're going to go with the quarterback right away. And he's the next quarterback up on the list. He had been, uh, for those of you who aren't you know if you don't watch college football, you might have not heard about him. If you've watched some college football, you've heard about him, and that's Will Levis. That's a quarterback mm-hmm. from Kentucky. This dude is built like an NFL quarterback. I mean, he's huge in stature. He, his last two years, he's played in an NFL system. Mm-hmm. His um, last year, his coach last year, um, so his his former coach, Rick, I don't even, Scangarello, I think is how you say it, is a current NFL. <laughs> Sounds like he's Italian. Yeah, he's a current NFL offensive coordinator. And uh, Liam Cohen, his um, – his current coach has was a former offensive coordinator in the NFL. So he's under an, an NFL system right now. He's been under an NFL system. And he is somebody that he's probably going to go in the top five, top ten. So he'll go right after um, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. But he's, like I mentioned earlier and foreshadowed to, he's one of those guys that you kind of get excited about because he could potentially fall into a, a team and a system that is is literally just a quarterback away. Whereas C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are, are going to go into teams that are, you know, at the bottom of the NFL that are complete rebuilds or falling apart systems. Right. So look out for Will Levis because he could turn a team around that is just missing a quarterback that is drafting somewhere in the top ten. Mm, now, you th- now think about that. People drafting in the top ten, we know that Baker Mayfield's trash. We know that Sam Darnold is just, meh, dude. Carolina's gonna have a top five pick, and if they can't snatch, you know, I mean, like if the I believe if the season ended like today, I think Carolina's what like the second pick. They gotta be. I mean, they're most likely gonna be right behind Houston. I think it's Houston. The Houston and Houston's the Raiders for sure number one. Which Raiders might have bumped up a lot because they beat the Broncos, but the Houston and Las Vegas were at the bottom. And if Vegas is at the bottom, they're taking a quarterback too. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. What I'm saying. So yeah. so it very well could be. Um, I think Bryce Young is going to go one. So a very could well, like at the top three draft picks, we very well could see Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then Will Levis right afterwards. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So that, that's not a surprise at all. So, But just wanted to shout him out early. He plays for Kentucky. He, they, I'm pretty sure Kentucky's going to be in a bowl game. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, if you get a chance to watch that, um, keep an eye out on him. All right, number two on the list. We're going to go a little out of order here. We got the next one up is a, or we we got some people way down that are you know all stars, but we're going a little out of order here. Number two, Michael Mayer. He okay. is the tight end from Notre Dame. Oh, this guy is built like Rob Gronkowski. Is an absolute tank. He is. A lot of people are saying one of the most secure surefire bets in this draft. I mean, the dude is kind. Of, and Kyle, you know, the way Kyle Pitts came in and was drafted top five. He's I don't know if he's gonna go top five, but he's gonna come in and make more of an impact than a than a Kyle Pitts Pitts would. Yeah. Because Pitts's draft stock was all about his potential and what he could be and everything. Like we know what Michael Meyer is going to be. Like this dude's gonna be able to block, he's gonna be able to catch, he's gonna be physically dominant. Like yeah. he's a safe bet. So Michael Meyer is somebody to watch it because that's a plug and play player. That's so that's going to be somebody's tight end one next year, no doubt. Oh, absolutely. As many as many teams need a fucking tight end, dude. Yeah, he's definitely going somewhere. Yeah. So, so Michael Meyer, he's uh, he's up there. And the number three probably has has the potential. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just got to I just got to clarify. Is it Michael Mayher? 
Like M A H E R? Michael Mayer. Or Maher? Not Michael Meyer. I know oh. I know it's, it's not See, Michael Meyer. That's so many references. <laughs> I so know what you references. are going at, and it's not that at all. It's I, I was, Michael Mayer. As soon as the team Notre runs Dame. on the field. All right, so that's Michael Mayer, not Meyer, at number two. There you go. At number three. But, oh, before we get to number three, by the way, if we're going off today's draft order, off of, uh, you know, if, if the NFL ended today and we're drafting, Will Levis would more than likely, you know, based on my analysis, end up on the Oakland Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. The yeah. Las, gee, that's the second time I've done that. That's just, uh, my hey. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Will Levis would end up on the Las Vegas Raiders. Because they're at that four spot, right? Yeah, there. and they're one of them teams that I just mentioned that you could plug a quarterback into that system, and if it works out, they could all of a sudden be dangerous. Especially if they decide to move on Derek Carr, but who knows? They, they got Devontae. If they're number so. four, they're going to move on from Derek Carr. Damn. If they're drafting yeah. four, they're moving on from Derek Carr. Yeah. So, okay, number three on my list, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC. I think this guy is going to be the next, you know, wide receiver to come out and kind of make a big name for himself pretty early on. He was a transfer from, I believe, Virginia or Virginia, T- Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia. <laughs> that's how to say it out there in Virginia. I was going to hit the brass button again, but we know how that's going to work out. Um, some from Virginia Tech. Um, he transferred to USC when Lincoln Riley went over last year and basically brought half of Oklahoma with him, including Bryce Young. Uh, standout quarterback um and he has been absolutely performing this year too um he's going to be somebody he's probably going to be the first or second wide receiver taken off the board so he's going to be a first round draft pick um and um he uh yeah he's definitely going to make a a difference on a team and and, and probably has the potential to be a wide receiver one as soon as he touches the league depending on which team he goes to so that's going to be interesting expect to see him in the first early first round and and if we're lucky, we might get to see USC in the Final Four this year. So oh. you might get to see him in a playoff game. You never know. You never just know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for Jordan Addison. I think, yeah, he's going to be wide receiver one. He's going to be deadly. He's going to be drafted, you know, top 20 for sure. Mm, so, oh, so you know who oh, if that means Green Bay. If Green well, Bay. potentially, if he can fall to Green Because right now, Green Bay would have like 12th. Really? Are they still playing that good? Yeah, just enough, dude. Just enough. They're uh, well, like they're four and seven now. So yeah, um, they would be like the twelfth pick, and uh, they could That's potentially snag them. They, they, I mean, if they're not drafting extra wide receivers, I don't know why the hell they wouldn't. But um, yeah, and and there's been, I don't even remember where I left off here, but you could edit this. Um, but okay, let's 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 get into number four. We've talked enough about Jordan Addison. Dog. <laughs> He's gonna be a dog. Number four, and this is a name that if you've watched some college football, you're pretty familiar with. Um, one of the higher rated running backs to come out in a while, Bijan Robinson from Texas. That is a name I've definitely that's heard on ESPN. Yes, that's a name if you listen if you watch ESPN, if you've listened to anything college. He's been basically a phenom at Texas since he's stepped on the field. Night he might have played as a true freshman. Not a hundred percent sure. I think he did. So he's been, you know, he's been in in the waiting, you know, list. Like everybody knew when he came out, he was gonna be pretty top. So they this this year's final of the year. So expect him to possibly go in the first round. And and I know that's like 
for how high he's rated. That sounds like I'm crazy to say that with skepticism, but running backs just don't really go in the first round anymore, and we've seen it yeah. not work out that well when they do go in the first round sometimes. So, And the, the NFL is more of a, a two, three running back system than it is having one solid running back. Definitely. Everyone's got a committee nowadays. So Yeah, so exactly. But this dude is definitely, if you're needing a running back, if you're a team in the later first round, if you're – the Buffalo Bills just need a running back to make a big difference, and you could jump up and get a B. John Robinson, and that could make you a Super Bowl contender. That's a possibility <laughs> you know for a big I mean? trade right yeah, there. They exactly. trade up. You know what I mean? That's a big so, trade to get up yeah. and get them. Just give, potential. Just giving people ideas. Just just throwing yeah. it out there. Not out there. You know, okay. Now, um, got to give got to give the big guys my their credit. So we're going to jump to number four here. I am going to absolutely five. number Five. We're at number five now. I lose order on my counts so That's quick. All right. I think every time I say the what episode run at the beginning of the episode, I usually get that wrong first time too. We we know what to expect. Yeah, no. you know it's somewhere around there. Okay, that's so, why we love you, cool wit. So, <laughs> okay, we're gonna shout out my boys on the offensive line, Peter. Oh God, I don't know how the fuck you say this last name. Let's get ready, Peter. Sk- Skoronsky? <laughs> Peter Skoronsky. I think that's how you say it. A, a, a Skoronsky? Peter Skoronsky. This dude is having... Uh, now. Uh, I think there's been some talk on him. He doesn't have the longest wingspan as an offensive lineman. Yeah. He's having one of the craziest... Stat-wise, one of the craziest years as a tackle of any offensive lineman in, in like the last 10 years. Yeah. Um. On... So, this is... On 288 pass blocking snaps recorded, he's allowed two pressures this season. <laughs> if, that, if that doesn't, if, if, if you really watch football and you appreciate the sport and you want success for your team, if I hear an offensive lineman that's out there doing that, but I love him. I love you. I would. I would go to him and say, "I love you. I need you on my team." That is. Those are the guys that are guaranteed drafts. Like, because yeah, if you if you want your team to have any type of success in the NFL, you got to have an offensive line. He he's gonna be one of those guys that's taken in the top ten. And if you're like a, a, an average NFL fan, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, that you know. If if your team took him and you're an average NFL fan, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, it sucks that we took that offensive lineman. And then in three years from now, it's gonna be like you have the best offensive line in the NFL because you drafted that Dude, guy three it, years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I love offensive line picks. It, it, even if they're at weird spots, you still appreciate them because it's like, dude, the payoff that can have and having a strong, solid offensive line, you're there. You're there. You can be a contender, dude. It, all, it, it, it starts in the trenches, baby. Starts in the trenches. Shout out to our big man out there. Yeah, and and let's back on the two – pressures and i and i think with those two pressures that's zero sacks that's just two pressures that's yeah. that's where he allowed pressure right um today's nfl and today's college football as an off especially as an offensive tackle like other than probably cornerback the offensive tackle is the most disadvantaged position in football i would say oh yeah like the defensive ends nowadays are f- they're freaks freak of nature yeah they don't make sense like they're not human Definitely. You know what I mean, and 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 the way the rules are set up, like you were at a disadvantage. So to have that stat line is absolutely incredible. That dude, possibly top five, definitely top ten. Expect to see his name off the board. Super impressive, got to be. Okay, number six. We'll move on pretty quickly here. Number six. This is a name that if you've watched college football at all, you know this name. 
Will Anderson. Yeah. He is a defensive, like, outside linebacker, defensive end for Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's actually kind of undersized. He's only 243 pounds, and nobody gives a fuck because this dude is, I, I mean, if you've watched him, like, he's a TJ Watt, like, Nick Joey Bosa type, where, like, like it's not about if you can stop him. It's just about when he chooses to go off or not. Like he is an animal. And that is what I. That is the one. Not to hold you up here on your list. That is the one I've been waiting for you to say. <laughs> because as if you know how our GM at the Eagles, Howie Roseman, has finessed our picks, baby. We got two first rounders. We got the Saints' first round pick next year, and that could potentially be a top ten pick. If the season ended today, it would be the tenth pick. But Hopefully, I'm, you know, I, and I don't got nothing against the Saints, but just because we got you guys' pick, I'm hoping you guys lose out the rest of the season. <laughs> you guys fall further and further down to make it more and more likely that we could have Will Anderson fall to us, bro. And we snag him for our defense, keep beefing up our defense. Boy, you thought we were scary before. Yeah, this dude, and I, I don't know, I, I truly believe that he's going to be the first non-quarterback taking off, taken off the board this year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it could you could see him if the Chicago Bears are number Ooh. number two. Will Anderson's going to be a Chicago Bear. Yeah, that's that. That is true. And Chicago and Chicago would definitely probably but, have. But 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 flip side, Chicago is in desperate need for offensive weapons. Desperate true. need. So if true. Chicago could trade back with a Philadelphia ten. And, you know, trade back and get into that number 10 position to where they could get a Jordan Addison at wide receiver for Justin Fields and allow Philly to jump up and give Will. I mean, that's that there's a potential there. You know what I mean? Because yeah. at where the Chicago Bears are, I think an offensive weapon is going to complement them more than having a Will Anderson, even though Will Anderson is going to absolutely change that defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see them seeing more value in getting somebody like a Jordan Addison, but also you could – fuck around and get another first-round draft pick for trading back 10 spots, you know, from number two or three. Yeah. Yeah, so there's possibility there. A lot of possibility. Okay, last one. Shout out my boy here. This is going to be a name. I know you guys don't know this fucking name. Unless you're, shout out my boys at K-State, you know this name right here. Deuce Vaughn. Ooh. Now, Deuce Vaughn. No idea who he is, but I trust you. you, You're going to like Deuce Vaughn because he is going to be the next Darren Sproles in the NFL. Darren Sproles played at K State. He is five foot six, one hundred and seventy eight pounds. Okay, and he absolutely eats. Absolutely, I don't doubt it. Eats. I, I don't mean, doubt it because I'm a huge Darren Sproles the, fan. The, so the way he shifts and getting the whole. I mean, and this guy is. I don't. He's projected to be. He's probably going to be sixth, seventh round. Uh-huh. But as I alluded to earlier, with Bijan Robinson being so high in the first round rated, anyways, the NFL is a two to three running back system along right. with having just those flex players that could be athletes. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn absolutely fits in today's NFL system. And you put him in a system where there's two or three successful running backs and he could be part of that system. Deuce Vaughn could absolutely eat and make your offense a hundred percent more dynamic. So oh, yeah. Kansas state, which also number 12, they came out as number 12 this week. Shout out the K state wildcats. They're just, hey. we're going to fuck up. Fuck up KU this week. Absolutely destroy those guys. Let them know how you feel. Yeah, I can't stand KU, man. Fuck KU. Yeah. K-State's going to eat. So You got that look in your eye when I talk about the like how I do when I talk about the Cowboys, man. You hate them. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, let's let's, you know, we're, we're not going to we're not going to beat around the bush here. Bet the jar. 
Kansas State over Kansas this week. Oh! It's pretty easy. This one's kind of been in the – I've been waiting for this to come around. And this one, I want you to know before you guys go wasting your money, this is 100% bias. (laughs) The most personal thing you've ever heard. This is absolutely personal. And I like – I mean, Kansas State is 100% a way better team than KU, and they should win. But I don't care if Kansas Kansas was the top five team in the nation and and Kansas State hadn't won a game, I would bet the jar on Kansas State. It's absolutely personal for me. This is a game that I look forward to every year now since, you know, I I wasn't – I couldn't even call myself a Kansas State alum. I was there for one semester. But that's all I yeah. need to be to to have a hatred for KU. So. Hey, you know what? I was only at the University of Hawaii for one year. <laughs> Shout out to my UH boys, and I consider myself an alumni. And maybe one day, if I'm famous and rich, they'll consider me an alumni too, even though it was only one year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so we're so we're riding high on that. But like I said, you know, sparingly, this is definitely going to go for the official record towards the official bet the jar record, which we're at fifty percent after um, our atrocious under missed after our. Sadly, Buffalo did not get the game with the thunder snow and the, yeah. and the crazy weather. So, but that's okay. We're gonna take our fifty percent and we're gonna ride high with Kansas State this week. We're that's going right. back on top, baby. That's right, baby. That's right. Hey, a lot of stuff to look forward to. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff to look forward to. Not just in sports, not just in our betting, but we got a lot of movies coming out next year, folks. That are we're gonna have a great fucking year for movies, just like we did this year. I think we had a great year this year. You know, as we get more towards the end of the year. Um, we got at the end of the year, obviously, and the, uh, I guess actually, you know what? We should say Happy Thanksgiving now that I think about it, because gobble, gobble. this will probably be the Thanksgiving episode. I think. No, this is definitely, and yeah. we probably should have uh, like mentioned that. Or, or, we should have just opened not with even. It. We should have realized that we literally yeah. are, folks. We are just now realizing this is our Thanksgiving episode. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> Yay! Thanks, Thanks for joining gobble. in. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert: We smoke on this podcast. We get a little high sometimes, but Happy Thanksgiving. And, you know, it is the end of the year for 2022. We'll be getting a top 10 list for sure, at least for me, for my personal favorite movies from this year. But before we get into that, um, we still got a couple more movies to come out for this year. So we'll talk about what's going to be upcoming next year. These are 2023 movies coming out that me personally, top five, I am so excited to go to the movies and watch, you know, and get that full experience. I'm excited, too, because I... I, I I, as you know, and as anybody that knows me know, I, I do not keep up with movies at all. So I have no idea what this list is going to be about. And you're gonna, you're gonna, and you're obviously not only an avid movie fan, but you work at the theater, so you know the movies coming out, man. So yeah, yeah, and I'm very, very excited. This is a very personal, very subjective list, but uh, we're gonna get right into it. So to start off, and now my number one is, oh, well, you know what? Let me, I'll work backwards. Actually, I changed my mind. We'll, we'll start at number five. For my number fifth in the top five list coming out next year. Um, I don't have the official release date for this one yet. Um, honestly, don't have them for any of them. Sorry. But they're coming out next year. That's all you need to know. Do, do some research. Do, do, do the work. Do the work. <laughs> it's not our job. It's not our job. <laughs> but that number fifth one is going to be the Willy Wonka movie coming out next year. It's really? the Willy Wonka prequel, and it's starring Timothy Chalamet. Prequel? Uh, French actor um, who is uh, going to be doing it, and I'm excited for it because I'm I'm not going to lie, dude. Chalamet is a good actor. He was in the Dune remake they did. Okay, he did really good in that, and I haven't seen much other of his work, but I hear a lot of good things about him, and I like what I have seen, and just the concept of it, dude. It's a it's literally like a, he's he's going to be playing a young Willy Wonka, like before he like gets the chocolate factory, and I don't know. I think that it's a unique concept, a unique premise. 
and there's a lot of room to succeed there. Definitely a lot of room to fail. Oh, absolutely. Could, could absolutely be a bomb next year. But I'm excited because it also has a lot of potential to be really good. Um, I think they got the tools to make it a really decent film. It's one of those with a, a very low floor and a very high ceiling. Like, it could possibly yeah. be an absolute, you know, don't not go. And then it could be in the watch of the year. You never know. Yeah, so. and, it, and it's one a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people don't know, didn't even know they're making a Willy Wonka movie with him. And they are. It's coming out next year. Yeah, and it, it's 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 gonna. I think it. I think it could be good, honestly. Um, and so from there to go to number four, one that people definitely know is coming out next year, but it's at number four because I don't know how good it's gonna be. We gotta see. It's the Flash, baby. We're getting the Flash movie out next year from DC. DC, DC, DC. I, while we're on the topic of DC and Marvel, I just want to point out that um, Cody is a DC whore and not a whore. Not literally a whore. says the man. Literally has the Scarlet Witch on him. Not yet. He doesn't yet, well, but he wants to. Wants to. So the DC whore wants the Marvel on him permanently for life. It was, and I just want to. I just want to point out the fact that that does that make Marvel better than DC, or does that make them a step above? Since you rather have that tatted forever. What do you have to say? Listen, I didn't. I didn't know coming into this segment that I was just going to be absolutely fucking attacked. Yeah, this is crazy. We had this thought in the car, and I was. I'm so excited that it it had wow perfect segue. Here. Okay, so Mr. DC. So listen, yeah. so I, let me explain myself here. Yes, I I thought about getting the Scarlet Witch tattoo. Um, you know, I I recently went went through a phase where I started getting tattoos, so I had a lot of ideas swirling around, a lot of hits, a lot of misses. Um, I ended up, you know, instead of the Scarlet Witch, I have a rhino and an elephant. So I, I was pretty close, not too far off. He also got a picture of Franz Ferdinand <laughs> on his left calf. <laughs> this is absolutely not factual. Not at all. Um, yeah, okay, so yes, I was, listen. I have to say, at the end of, it was it Endgame? Mm-hmm. At the end of Endgame, I might have sent a text out that said that I was upset at that movie because it, probably was the best movie that I'm ever going to see in my life, and I'm never going to see anything better than that. And mm-hmm. I, it sucks that at this point in my life, I've already seen the greatest movie I'm ever going to see. Um, so, and like Second th- highest selling movie <laughs> in box office sales of all time, behind Avatar. Yeah. Fun fact. So like I said, Avengers Endgame, second highest grossing box office movie of all time. But I'm a man that's e- easily influenced, and I'm also a man that tries to, tries to catch trends a little early. I mean, I'm not to toot my own horn, but way back in the day when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. I was kind of shouting the season before that he was going to go to the Broncos, and I was just a little young buck back then. So yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a knack for these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to get back to the list, whatever we we got on Cody for his little DC thing. Um, well, not to get not to skip too far ahead. About about that flash, it, it is my number four because I'm not sure how great it's going to be. It should be amazing because. They will be covering Flashpoint Paradox in that, um, you know, linking all the multiverses thing. They're doing that with DC kind of also. Um, they touched on it before, and I think they're going to double down on that. They do have Henry Cavill coming back. So there, there's a lot of options on how they can, what they're going to do with this Flash movie and how many heroes from DC we're going to see in it. Because, like I said, he's going to be going from universe to universe, going throughout the entire multiverse. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm really interested to see in that one. So it's, it's, it's my number four, and I hope they execute good. We all, I don't know if you guys don't know Ezra Miller, the actor who plays the Flash, has been in the news for a lot of crazy shit lately. 
So we don't know where that's going to go. That's a whole separate thing. We could do a whole. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like what? Can you just give me a few pointers? I have no idea. Dude's like started a cult. He's been arrested <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> no. He's been, a, he's been arrested multiple times for a, abuse and like uh, assault. It's. Oh my. There's like a whole God. podcast is we there, could do about it. Is there a it. chance that he's not going to get the roles? Like, I don't know because it's Warner I was Brothers. I going to say, is it still coming out with him or is it coming out with somebody else? Because. Yikes. No, Warner Brothers has put too much money in. They've already said that it's still coming out. They, they've already sunk. There's no going back now. They've already canceled on too many other projects. They can't cancel on it now. Oh. He could probably OJ somebody and they wouldn't cancel it. They don't have the money oh to cancel it. Gosh. They yeah. just don't. Wow, that was something. But They don't have the money to cancel it. They'd have to keep going. I, but uh, I don't want to. Uh, we we, we got to move on. I don't want to cut okay, us off. Okay, but yeah, yeah that, like okay. I said, like I said, there's so much to go into with that one. But it's still DC over Marvel from now on. Okay. Just back yeah, to that point. Yeah, what what. what <laughs> What whatever cocksucker, uh, let's uh, let's go to number three here. Number three for coming out twenty twenty three, and uh, if you didn't know, it's a big one. Indiana Jones five. Oh my god! That comes out twenty twenty three. You ready for this, folks? I have not seen not a single Indiana Jones movie. Boom! And not, I told and you, that's I, factual. I have not seen one. Call back to the very first episode where I told you guys, Cody has not seen so many classic movies. He's never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. What did you do like in your time? Like, what did you? I, I was such a weird kid growing up, man. I yeah, I don't. He even was know, he was man. too busy gluing fucking dicks on Barbies or whatever he was doing. Tell me about this Indiana Jones Five. Is it? So it, uh, Harrison Ford coming oh. back. Uh, it, it's going to be his last time doing it because I, I believe he's going to retire man. after this. He's coming back for this Indiana Jones Five. It's taking place in the 60s, um, and it's rumored to be basically about um, Nazis and NASA, like how the how the, like the the former Nazis, yeah, like because because you know, and that's and that's actually factual in in real life that ex Nazis joined our space program after World War II, and a lot of them were behind our projects, getting to the moon and everything and all that. That's all real, and the movie's going to be about. Kind of like you know, I'm sure it'll be fictional, but based around that truth that you know, dealing with Nazis post World War II because they were still very much around. Now, now going back to kind of what we mentioned with with Willy Wonka, the when you bring a movie back, like kind of like we saw with Star Wars, when you bring something back after that long, it has the potential to really hit, and it also has the potential to really miss. Like and they've already really missed, miss. and they have missed. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones Four. I haven't even watched any of them, and I know enough to know that one of them missed tragically. It was the one with Shia LaBeouf in it, with they had the aliens with the weird ass heads in them. Oh my and it was, god! I still, watched it. They, they, I still enjoyed it because they brought they, they brought Ford for life. No, no, there, there's there's definitely parts to enjoy in it, but overall, it was poorly written, in my opinion. Like overall, like that could have been a much better movie for bringing an old Harrison Ford. And now with this one, they're bringing an even older Harrison Ford in. I'm really, really curious how they do that. I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it turns out good. I'm incredibly excited to see it. They're probably going to kill him like they did in Star Wars. Who knows? Probably. It's gonna. It's definitely going to be his last one. The guy's not going to be doing it anymore. I highly doubt it. I just want somebody to retire peacefully. Right? But uh, to move on to number two, speaking of someone who I hope will never retire, nine, my number two movie for 2023 John Wick 4, baby. My grandfather. <laughs> I don't even know. He's like 65. Has been driving me nuts about this movie. And I'm fucking excited about it, too, man. Like, 
Donnie Yen is going to be in the movie, and he's supposed to be the antagonist to Keanu Reeves. If you don't know who Donnie Yen is, he is probably the most unsung martial artist in Hollywood out there because everyone knows about Jackie Chan. Everyone knows about Jet Li, obviously Bruce Lee. Um, you know, people know about those guys, and deservedly so. Those guys are the top. But Donnie Yen is honestly on par with those guys as a martial artist, as an actor, and he doesn't get as much credit. He's been in a lot of movies. He was It Man. Um, he's in a, he did a lot of movies in the two thousands. He was in Blade Two. Wait, he was It Man. He was Eat Man, and he or he portrayed Eat Man in the Eat Man movies. Which Shut is, your face! No, yeah, he, that was him. That's the actor that did Eat Man, and um, yeah, Eat Man in real life was the guy who trained Bruce Lee in in uh, Wing Chun. Um, but yeah, that's that's a whole separate thing. Donnie Yen played him in the movies, but it's because he himself is a Wing Chun martial artist. And like I said, dude, the, the guy is an unsung hero. He's a, one of the greatest martial artists on the planet, and a good actor too. He's gonna be in the movie alongside Keanu Reeves. Along with Lawrence Fishburne coming back, um, Alfred Molina coming back, dude, it's gonna be. I- I'm telling you right now, John Wick Four is gonna be a ten out of ten movie, just like the first three are. As action movies, just and it, it, it just captures the essence of action movies, one hundred percent, dude. John Wick Four is gonna be amazing when it comes out. It's an action movie in its purest form, and like whether whether you want to say like whether the acting ends up phenomenal or this or like what the storyline is phenomenal or not. What Keanu Reeves has already pulled off with John Wick and what you know he's going to pull off with the next one, it, it, like you said, it's a can't miss. Like it's going to be action. It's going to be fucking so much fun, man. If you don't, if you don't like Keanu Reeves, like from me to you, like fuck you, bro. Like <laughs> just personally, fuck, fuck you, bro. How do you get listeners, bro? Let's take uh, ruler uh, in, buddy. Ruler in. I don't want you to listen if you don't like Keanu Reeves, bro. Keanu Reeves is an American treasure. I don't care what you say. How do you if you don't like that guy, you're an asshole. You're a real asshole. Not like how not fun assholes like me and Cody. <laughs> yeah, and I uh I don't we can get into my Keanu Reeves thoughts process. Like as an actor Whoa. As an actor, I don't I don't know, man. But That's he his... but he's so iconic at this point that you, you can't not like him. I agree Are with you hundred percent. That you wouldn't like him if he's not Keanu Reeves? Like I said, another day, uh, another oh. podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later on. But to, to round it out, at our number one, the number wait, one. Wait, movie, wait, wait, wait! Before we, oh, can I take a guess for uh, like a, like a rounded guess for a shot? Because oh, absolutely, guess. Yeah, what do you think? It's definitely going to be a Marvel movie. Uh, okay, but but you, I'll tell you that you're on you're on par. But which Marvel movie? Because I had to limit it. I wanted to put multiple on this list, kind of, <laughs> but. I, I, you know, I had just lar- narrowed it down to one. Only one Marvel movie because there's going to be multiple next year. What do you think it is? Now, see, this is where it's tough because it's one of two. It's either Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And if I know you, like I know you, you can go ahead and pour that shot of E&J because, buddy, game, James Gunn is going to absolutely kill Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's your number one. I will tell you right now. You are so close. I am incredibly oh excited. God, no. I'm incredibly <laughs> excited for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Don't get me wrong. Does that mean I have to take a shot? That means you have That's to take what a shot. You my, told him to do. I thought, well, no, but I didn't think it was coming back to me. Yeah, I bet you, <laughs> I bet you fucking didn't. My number one movie for next year is gonna be Ant Man and the Wasp: Fuck. Quantumania, and it comes out early next year, folks. February what seventeenth comes out next year, and I think the only reason I'm putting it above Guardians. Is because it has Kang in it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Kang the Conqueror is going to be in it. It's going to have implications that are going to affect 
the entire next phase of Marvel. And I don't think Guardians will. because and that Now, Guardians will still be an outstanding movie. I'll, I'm telling you that right now. It's James Gunn. It's Guardians. It's the finale to that whole trilogy because, you know, James Gunn is done now after that. Um, the Guardians will probably still be in the MCU. It's just that obviously they won't have any more solo movies. So it's going to be really good. But because it's that, it's like it's finale. I don't think it's going to have implications going that far. I could be wrong. It could be a post credit scene that has like, oh, my God, this is what's coming next. But I think it's really going to wrap up its thing. And Ant-Man is going to be really fucking good, in my opinion, I think. And also give us what's coming ahead of time. And it's going to be that movie that we look back like, oh, that was the post credit scene that got us like, that told us, oh, we know what's coming. And it's going to be fucking amazing. I, I agree with you completely on everything you just said. But here's why I disagree with you completely, and here's why Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be better than Ant-Man. And it's exactly for what you just said. Uh Ant-Man is going to be heavily weighed on going into the next phase of Marvel, which I've already made very clear is dead, and DC's better. Oh, shit. Here we go again. So I'm not very excited about that. What we know about Guardians of the Galaxy is it's more than likely probably going to be kind of a standalone film because it is going to be the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy as we know it, which is a phenomenal movie franchise and movie series. And we already we do not have to have any guesses as to what James Gunn is going to produce. James Gunn is going to go out and absolutely ball. And he's already said this one's going to be dark. This one's going to be deep. They're yeah, going he's said, to lose characters. He said we're going to cry on this one, it's, and we're probably going to cry. So I, I, I'm i willing to bet that now that I would take Guardians of the Galaxy over Ant-Man for that purpose because it is going to be a standalone and because it is going to not tie into the future of Marvel is why overall I think it's going to be a better cinematic piece. But I, I understand why you would put Ant-Man as one because of the thrill of Marvel's future in terms of what that movie is going to show going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I feel you on that. And that's why it's subjective. Very subjective list. Because we have our different feelings about how it's going to go. But, yeah, that is my top five for upcoming lists, up, upcoming movies uh, coming out next year. And, like I said, there's so many more I'm excited about. That was just five of them. Uh, there's a lot of movies coming out next year that are that are really going to be good. I'm super excited. All the rest of the Marvel movies that are coming, it, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun year for movies. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and and I think you completely missed out on um, isn't the new Shazam coming out next year? Shazam Fury of the Gods. Honorable mention. There you go. That's going to be coming Definitely. out next year as and well. And I would probably put that over, which I would put that over The Flash in terms of what I think is going to be top five, but I am... You know, going back on the Flash, I'm excited about the Flash because, like you said, it's it's one of those movies that like DC kind of has to show what they're about with this movie because like this is going to be the one that like it could hurt them bad if it doesn't go well. You know, we already oh, kind of yeah. Shazam has already kind of like stapled itself as a good franchise movie, and then it's gonna they got their formula for that one because the first one was so exactly good. so they're gonna do with this Flash to bring it in and bring it relevant and make it work with everything else that's worked so far. Right, right. But yeah, man, I'm excited for that. Um, now, but since you guys have to wait to watch those, obviously those are coming next year. That's what's upcoming. Uh, I'm let me give you a couple things to watch. Uh, 
Well, well, to bide your time. The things that are out now on streaming services, some of the more popular ones that Ooh. most people will have. There's another personal recommendation list. A lot of you might have already seen these movies. A lot of you guys do know me, so you know you do know most of these movies. But for those of you who have not seen these movies, dude, if you're bored, you need something to give you a good time, these are great movies to watch. Something to kill your time. Something good to just have in your, you know, your your movie playlist, your movie set list. Um, my first one's definitely Baby Boy. They just put Baby Boy on Hulu. It's a black classic, uh, a black American classic, directed by John Singleton, starring Tyrese Gibson and Taraji P. Henson. It's literally, like, there's no... <laughs> It's a funny movie because like there's no plot to it. Like it's <laughs> Those literally are the best movies. It's literally just about this young black guy's life in uh, Southern California, L.A. area, California. And dude, I yeah, if you know me, I can reference, I can pretty much quote the entire movie from the beginning <laughs> to end. And it's like a two-hour movie. It's not a short one, but it's a great one. It's entertaining. It's considered a drama. But I guarantee you're gonna laugh throughout most of the movie because <laughs> it's—I mean, black people are just funny, and it's about like common black life, I guess, like the the average one. It's an early two thousands movie, so it's, you know life was a little bit different back then. But for the most part, it really nails it and nails the culture, and it's just a good watch. It's a fun watch. Uh, my second one, which Cody has seen, my second recommendation. Um, oh, by the way, Baby Boy, like I said, was on Hulu. This second one, also available on Hulu, is Beer Fest. One of the greatest, one of the funniest movies ever created. If you have not seen Beer Fest, <laughs> I can't, I can't even get a word out because I want to laugh at all the scenes. All the scenes you can quote. It's the one of the <laughs> most quotable movies you can name, dude. I, you, as you can see by Cody just laughing over here, just thinking about it, dude. If you want to laugh your fucking ass off, watch Beer Fest on Hulu. It's about a group of guys who, in like for the family legacy get together, they go to Germany for a beer, in, uh, it's like Oktoberfest, but it's a secret competition where they drink beer, and that's all you need to know, and there's just uh, uh, hilarious scenes throughout the whole movie. It's the same, uh, if you, uh, one of their more popular movies, it's the same character cast that did Super Troopers. Yes, the same guys that did, uh, their, their group is called Broken Lizard, or their production, okay. yeah, okay. they're called Broken Lizard, and uh, they had uh, Club Dread, which is like a comedy, like slasher horror movie. It's not scary. It's a funny, like slasher movie. Another great one, like Cody just said, Super Troopers, one of their most well-known ones. They make hilarious movies, and this is one of their. This is arguably their best one. My backup. If it, if it wasn't Cool Whip Cody, it might have been Landfill. So that's. And that's all you need <laughs> to know. That's all right you need there. to know. <laughs> You've got to go watch Beer Fest if you can. Uh, and my third recommendation right now for this week, third out of five. I got two more after this. Um, also on Hulu that you can watch. Fright Night, and it's the remake Fright Night. Now, this is the remake of a movie from back in the day. This one is more of like a, it, it's kind of like a comedy horror movie. Essentially, it's about a guy, a young teenage guy who lives in Las Vegas, and his, he, he gets his girl, you know, he nails the girl, gets his mom girlfriend. She becomes the target of his neighbor, who is a vampire. And he's trying to, like, seduce her and, like, turn her into a vampire and make her his wife. And the guy has to save his girlfriend and kill the vampire. And it's honestly, it's a, it's, the original is a horror classic. It's a really, really good movie. I want to say, like, 72 or in the 70s, maybe, maybe the 80s. Are all horror classics from the 70s? Oh, dude, that was, the like, 70s and 80s was the It seems like they are all from there. Another, another whole podcast I could dedicate gotcha. to talking about. I'm a huge horror fan, so, yeah, love horror movies. That was the era for him, bro. 
Um, so yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's a remake. But this was one of those rare remakes that was honestly really good. It had its own heart to it. It's more funny than like the original is. Has more comedy to it. Um, it starts a, a young Anton Yelchin. R.I.P. to him. He's an actor that passed away a couple years ago at really tragic death. He was really young. Shout out to him. He's in this movie. Colin Firth uh, plays the 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 vampire. And if you know him, he's a really he's like Irish, but he's an insane actor, dude. He's like he's a method actor and he's incredibly good but it's just a really fun movie it's a comedy horror like i just said like vampire if you like vampires you like comedy horror it's a really fun movie to watch you're gonna really like it um my fourth recommendation uh is gonna be the naked gun and if you don't know about the naked gun any parody funny movie that you like seen have seen (laughs) they got their inspiration from the naked gun this is a throwback movie these came out in the 80s Starring Leslie Nielsen, and believe it or not, before all of it went down, O.J. Simpson was in these movies, <laughs> playing a comedic role, and he's actually kind of—he, I think he nails it. He, I think he's funny, and it's Jesus it, Christ, man! It's just, yeah, I think, I think, I think he really kills that role. I'm, you, nope, not, not gonna go there. Yeah, but no, honestly, you gotta watch Naked Gun. It's a parody movie. It's, a, it's a, one of those movies. It's like a, it's a goofball screwball comedy. Like it's it, dumbass jokes that don't make sense. But like the absurdity of it is what's hilarious, and the timing and the comedic timing and just execution by Leslie Nielsen, the main guy in the movie, is just it's historic. It's one of the greatest things that they've ever done. He's hilarious. Another movie up there with Beer Fest. If you want to just laugh your fucking ass off, dude, go watch The Naked Gun. It that one is only available on Stars and Showtime though. If you guys have those, okay. if you don't have Stars and Showtime. Uh, you you kind of just gotta hit that one up on. You gotta just stream that one, like one of your little sites you got, Soap Today or whatever you got. A little a little bit of a harder show to get a hold of, but I will say the Naked Gun. If you have any kind of sense of of comedy that me and Tyler have, like it it is by far one of the funniest movies I've ever fucking seen. It's <laughs> absurd. It makes no sense how well they do these jokes and the timing of it all. It's and this fantastic. was back in the Yeah, and this was back in the day too. Like and I don't know how they nailed it, but they nailed and there's three of them too. This was a trilogy movie series. And all you can't go wrong. All three of them are hilarious. The second one I would say might be the best, but the first one I mean, the first and the second ones are both absolutely great. The third one's fun too. But y- if you can go through you gotta watch the Naked Gun series. You can- and those are like <clears throat> Those are, if you want to find out more about Tyler Thomas, those are literally the source of where Tyler's comedy comes from, is the Naked Gun movies. Like, my, my whole sense of humor <laughs> is from those movies. Because I watched them when I was a kid. My dad put me onto those movies when I was really little, and it, I just loved them ever since. Um, and for a final recommendation, too, this one on HBO Max, and a lot of people got HBO Max. We shouted that one out before. It's a really good streaming service. Um, is Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. Ooh, they put that on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. That was a kind of a sleeper, like in the late 2010s, or I mean, sorry, the early 2010s, excuse me. Um, it was hilarious, dude. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, uh, Dave Franco's in it, and I will say it's the movie that proved to me that Zac Efron is a great actor, because he is hilarious in that movie. Absolutely nailed that role. And I was like, dude, I can see why people like Zac Efron. I like him, too, after watching that movie. He was great in that shit. And um, like I said, that one, The Naked Gun, and Beer Fest, by far, all guaranteed you're going to be holding your fucking stomach laughing watching those movies if you've never seen them before. And shit, even if you have seen them before, go back and watch them. They're still going to make you laugh. A fantastic list you just made there. Yeah, the top three, all of them are going to make you 
I like you. Uh, well, I, I guess you definitely did the first one was definitely the best, or the last one you did was definitely the best movie of the three. But um, comedy, man, you just yeah, you can't miss with any of those, man. Yeah, I had to give you guys some good comedies. You know, we were all about the laughs, baby. They're gonna make you feel good. Those are feel good movies t- to check out, man. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we that's what we like to give you here at Suds and Buds. We like to give you the feel goods. I think uh, I think with that, it's been uh, it's been a fun episode. We this this might be our longest episode to date so far, but I yeah, think yeah, we, we we were going, man. But uh, we we were having a good time. We hope you guys are having a good time, and uh, we just want to keep the fade going, man. We are faded over here. We've been smoking. We've been drinking. Hope you guys have been doing the same. Let's give y'all a little. We didn't give y'all cheers at the beginning of the episode. We'll oh give yeah, we need our little, clink. We got the we got the mics up a little bit. Let's see. I, we, we, yeah, Tyler tried to bash my fucking beer bottle in there. Jesus I, Christ! I, I, I did. I saw. I saw. Oh, I wait. saw that. I saw that watch on your wrist, and I was like, this "Motherfucker!" <laughs> I'm a sorry. nice ass watch. <laughs> it's not even that nice, man. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a um, nice watch. Pour me, pour me your, pour me the fucking shot for not getting the first movie right. Oh, you want a shot? I, ah, fuck dun dun dun, dun. and here we here we have it. We got the shot here. Yeah, it's only fair. You took the shot for me whooping your ass in the quarterback game. So. <laughs> Uh, hey, we we started with a shot, and we're gonna end with a shot. I love it. Hey, I hope you guys did the same, viewers at or sorry, listeners viewers, at home. Viewers. We don't have the cameras yet. Yeah, they ain't viewing nothing but the bottom of their dick. All right, all right. Cheers, cheers to you and all the listeners. Oh, that was beautiful. Look at that, that, that irking jerk up in there, like sister. Oh, I'm gonna take a chaser after after that. Actually, that was that was a little rough. Chase that with that cerveza. Yeah, that's how we do Yikes. it around here. And that's how we like to wrap it up, baby. That is another one for you guys from Suds and Buds. Ugh. We're incredibly happy to be talking to you guys every week. Oh, we we, we love it, man. And uh, show that love back. Go ahead and give us a follow. As always, we are on Twitter. We are at Suds Buds Tweets, and uh, you'll find your polls there. All the polls we do, you'll find uh all our opinions and we hope you give us your opinions you know what i mean if you guys have any ideas we want to hear from you guys so you got any ideas you want us to talk about on the pod you got things you want to mention to us hit us up dm us on twitter you know get out of this any way you know how to and you know let us know what you guys want to hear absolutely get a segment for what the listeners want the listener segment dude that would be so much fun y'all reach out to us my personal is at cool whip cody I'm on Twitter quite a bit now. That's the only social media I'm actually on. So yeah, follow me on there. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going, man. We're gonna try to get you guys involved. Try to try to keep this thing rolling and fucking take it to the top, man. He's a, he's also on blackpeoplemeet.com. If you guys wanna uh, find I, Cody on there, I I I I, I can't say anything. <laughs> hey, and that's another one, guys. Shout out to my beautiful Morgan for being on the pod with us. What a happy Thanksgiving! Yay! Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanks happy, for reminding us. We happy Thanksgiving, man. We hope you guys eat up out there. Spend time with the ones y'all care about, man. Stay safe. Yeah, stay absolutely safe. Black Friday gets crazy, y'all. Get in there and get your deals, but don't get hurt. Absolutely. Get get your, get your boy. I'll be on PlayStation, and uh, I love gift cards to anywhere. So if you want to hook your boy up, hook your boy up. And uh, we're going to get it y'all next week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>